listening to the Thornapple Valley Church Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Our hope is for you to be encouraged and to connect with God during this message. If you'd like to know more about Thornapple Valley Church, visit tbcweb.com. How's everybody doing? Hey, those of you that are with us online and those of you watching uh, on our Middleville, our Delton campuses, a warm, warm welcome to you on this Mother's Day weekend. I spent a number of years before going into ministry as a lead pastor doing student ministry. And one of my favorite experiences uh, was taking middle school students away on a retreat. And I would do a little exercise with them, and I want to maybe see if I can replicate that tonight around this idea of me and my big mouth. And I would talk to them about the power of words, how words have weight, and they have influence. And I would, I would take a tray like this, and I would bring a tube of toothpaste, and, and I would say, you know, anytime you fly off the handle, something comes out. When you react in anger, something comes out. When you say something that you wish you didn't say, something comes out. Words that come out so easily. And I would stop in that moment after everything was kind of done and I would say, now what I'd like somebody to do is to volunteer to come on up and put the toothpaste back into the holder. And the reality is you can't. Because once words are out, they're out. And you can't take them back. And sometimes we wish we had a pause button. (laughs) The ability to stop for a moment and say, wait a minute. Let me think before I say that. But, But more often than not, the words are out. And what we really wish that we had was a rewind button. The ability to go back and say, you know, I wish I didn't say that. Let me, let me try that a, a different way. So I want to review from last time we were together the two things that we talked about and the hand motions that went with it. And it was this, be quick to listen and slow to speak. And what I, what I asked you to do is to think about this idea of, of when I say the word quick, you open your hands. Be quick to listen and slow to speak. Let's try that together. Ready? Be quick to listen and slow to speak. It's this posture of open-handedness that prepares us to think and to listen before we speak. Because see, here's the thing. Words are powerful. And once they're out There's no putting them back in. Words are powerful. In fact, what we really want in situations like we're talking about is what we want is to be heard. We want to be understood. We want someone to hear what we have to say. We want them to hear our perspective. We want them to hear what's on our heart. And really, what we want them to recognize or to acknowledge is that we're right and they're not. And the words that come out have power. 
And here's something I've learned. Our lives have been shaped by the words that have been spoken to us. Some of you can think about a time where something was said to you that you never forgot. Or it could be something that was spoken over us. I will never forget being in college, sitting in the second row of the auditorium as a first-year music major, and someone walking up to me and saying, why are you even bothering to do this? You'll never have what it takes. I graduated with that music degree. Double major in music and Bible. I worked hard at it. But I never forgot those words. Powerful, the words spoken to us, the words spoken over us, or the words spoken about us. Sometimes those are just as weighted. When you were growing up, did anybody ever say this to you? And if, if you heard this, finish it with me. Ready? Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That is the biggest load of crap I've ever heard. I'm sorry. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. People are damaged by words. In fact, the whole trajectory of somebody's life can be impacted by what's said to them or over them or about them. They shape our childhood, our marriages, our social environments, our work environments. Words impact your confidence, your self-worth, even who you see in the middle. People with no confidence find it through words. People with great confidence lose it because of the words that are spoken to them. And, and here's the thing we learn when we really dig down on this, and that is words aren't equally weighted. It takes a lot of positives to counter one negative. We don't forget hurtful words. We don't remember the conversations that start with, son, I never want you to forget her, whatever it might be. We remember the ones that were hurtful, the ones that were painful, the ones that, that left a mark, if you will. Words are not equally weighted. In fact, the sources of, our, of words aren't equally weighted either. I, I'm a leader. I, I'm a boss, if you will. My words weigh 100 pounds to the people that work here in ministry. A mother's words weigh 500 pounds. What do a father's words weigh I heard somebody once say, I wish my dad would have told me that. People laugh at me sometimes because I like to tell people that they're loved. I'll end emails that way or phone calls that way, even people I meet for the very first time. People say, well, how can you do that? How can you tell somebody that you love them? Here's how. Jesus told me to love my enemies. That makes everybody else easier than that. You following me? Because that may be the only time somebody gets to hear that. And I remember saying that to somebody one day, and they said, man, thank you, but I would do anything to hear my father tell me that. The source isn't equally weighted. And here's the other thing that we've learned about words is that once they're out and they have an impact, 
the recovery time isn't equally weighted either. The hurt is immediate. Recovery takes time. And sometimes no amount of words to the contrary can create immediate healing. And, and, and you've been in a situation where you say, you say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know, why aren't we back to where we were before I said that? Here's the thing. If, if, if I close a car door on your hand, it still hurts after I apologize. An apology never reverses the need for a trip to the emergency room in the time that it takes to heal. That's why I think this whole idea of being quick to listen and slow to speak is so, so important. Weigh your words before, before they leave your mouth and you can't put them back. Our mouths have more destructive power than any other part of our bodies. You can destroy a person without even being in the room with them. And I want to take you today to one of my favorite books of the Bible, the book of James. It's so practical. And we know that this guy is the brother of Jesus. And uh, I, I think it's, it's, it's crazy, actually, because he, he refers to his brother as Lord. And, and I read that, and I'm like, if ever there were a, a defense for Jesus being God, it's that. Because I have to tell you, I love my brother a lot, but I, I will not refer to him as Lord, let me tell you. And the fact that James did tells us that Jesus was not just some guy who walked the earth. He was far more than that. And James becomes the leader of the church in Jerusalem. And great things are happening. And during a, during a, a turnover of power, the religious powers that be don't like what James is doing. They don't like the fact that, that Christianity and following the way is picking up steam. And they very illegally have him put to death. But not before he could get one letter in, and we have that today in the scriptures called the book of James. And this is what he says. We all stumble in many ways. Anyone who's never at fault in what they say is perfect, able to keep their whole body in check. See, what he's saying is gain control over your mouth and you'll keep your entire body out of trouble. For example, he goes on, he says, when we put bits into the mouths of horses, now just a little lesson for you here. You put a bit into the mouth of a horse, and what happens is there's a universal rule when it comes to horses, and it's that they shy or they move away from pressure. And so when you put a bit into their mouth and you pull on one side, what happens is they turn their head to alleviate the pressure, and they will always go in the direction that their eyes are facing, James is about to create an example out of that. He's saying, your tongue, what you say, how you say it, will set the course of the direction of your life. He says, we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us. And with that, we can turn the whole animal. If you control the mouth, he says, you control the entire animal. He goes on, he says, or take ships as an example. Although they're so large and are driven by strong winds, they're steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. I grew up in New Jersey. And just outside of where I grew up was an area called Linden, New Jersey. And Linden, New Jersey was a major port for shipping barges that would come in. These unbelievably long barges that they would stack storage containers on. 
And I remember one specific day seeing one of those barges, hundreds of feet long, hoisted out of the water. And I remember looking and seeing something that, that kind of looked like this. And I remember thinking to myself, how could it be that such a large ship is steered by such a relatively small rudder? That's what James is saying. What he's saying to you and I is this, this small part called our tongue has big influence, has strong implications for the trajectory, the direction of where your life is going and the impact that you have on the people around you. See, a rudder, like a bit, a bridle, is, is, is insignificant in proportion to the rest of the body, but has extraordinary power to determine direction and destination. He goes on, he says, likewise, the tongue. Think about your tongue in relation to the rest of your body. It's arguably the ugliest part of your body and one of the smallest. It's only about four inches long, mostly invisible. But here's, here's actually one fun little fact is that the eight muscles in your tongue are the only muscles in your body that never get tired. Do not nudge your spouse. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Here's James's point. Like a bridle in a horse's mouth or a rudder on a ship, your tongue has extraordinary influence and power. He says, likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body but it makes great boasts. He goes on, he says, consider what a great forest is set on fire. By what? Think about this. Your tongue. Small flame has the power to do this. And in fact, what's left after all is said and done is this. You don't have to imagine the damage to thousands of acres and millions of dollars of homes and property. Something so small is something so vast. There's no logical correlation. In fact, he says this, the tongue also is a what? Fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It, your tongue has the potential for endless amounts of damage and destruction. In fact, every kind of evil that you and I can think about can be initiated by the mouth. Murder can be initiated in an argument. Divorce can be initiated by what you say or how you say it. Wars have been started over words. Here's the thing I want you to know. You and I were born with our pilot light lit. And can I tell you what I find ironic? I never had to teach my children the word no. They just got that. He goes on, he says, the tongue is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts. 
the whole body. Your mouth can get your entire body into trouble. Think about it. When your child talks back, you don't put their mouth into timeout. You put their whole body into timeout, right? You don't ground a teenager's mouth, although you might want to cut out their tongue from time to time. You ground the teenager. You don't divorce the mouth. You divorce the whole person. And if you're a boss, you don't fire the mouth. You fire the person. A school principal doesn't expel the mouth, but the entire student among the parts of the body corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire. As your words go, so goes your life. You have the potential to burn down your life, your friendships, your marriage, your career, even your future with your words. I mean, I've heard story after story of, of, of people who've scorched their loved ones. We've scorched our spouses. We've scorched our kids. And, and then the irony is that when when we're confronted, we defend ourselves with more words. I was being honest. I'm sorry, I was mad. I was, had too much to drink, or I, I didn't mean it. But he, here's what I just, I, I need you to see this because it's so important, particularly in the culture and the time that we're living in right now where there seems to be such a freedom to say whatever we're thinking. And maybe not to just say it, but to type it. If you start a fire accidentally, you're still responsible for the fire that you started. He goes on, he says, it corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire. By hell, and this, by the way, this reference to hell is, is, is the source of evil, not, not the place. It's, it's an attribute from the enemy himself. And just like that, we're like, okay, James, you've made your point, but he's still not done. And he goes on, he says, all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind. I mean, think about it. He, he's talking about being subdued, not domesticated. The animal kingdom has been brought under control. Like, animals don't threat the human race anymore, all right? He's saying, but no human being can tame the tongue. He's essentially saying your tongue is untamable. It always needs to be guarded. Quick to listen. Slow to speak. He says, it's a restless evil, full of deadly poison. It's volatile. We ought to have a warning label on our tongues. I can ruin my career with my words. The reality is there are things I could say from this platform that would cause the majority of you to say, I'm not going back there. There's power behind what we say and how we say it. In fact, James talks about how unpredictable it is. He says this, with the tongue we praise our Lord and Father and with it we curse human beings who've been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. And I have to tell you, I've debated for the last three days whether or not I was gonna say this, but I'm going to say it. And if, if, if that means that maybe this isn't the place for you, I'm sorry, but hear my heart. You may not agree with everything you see going on around you and the people that you see in leadership and all of that, but as followers of Jesus, we are not called to disparage people that have been made in the image of God, even the ones you don't agree with. 
because the dying world is watching and going, Christians look no different. I don't agree with everything I see. I don't agree with every decision, but I know there's not a human being that walks the planet or sits in a seat or holds an office or whatever it might be who has not been created in the image of God. We ought to be known for the way we speak and how we speak. With our tongue, we praise the Lord and Father, and with it, we curse human beings who've been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. He says this. If we don't walk away with anything else, it ought to be this. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring. My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. Something's uniquely, terribly, and disturbingly wrong with our mouths. And by the way, what comes next is a shock. It's the end of the passage. No suggestions, no helpful applications, no hope. His point is that, well, there's, there's, there is no once and for all solution. We can't gather all of our tongues and put them on a preserve in West Africa. We can't put them behind glass at the aquarium or collect them all and lock them up somewhere. What do we do with something that can't be tamed, something that's unpredictable and dangerous? I don't know, I'm sort of tempted to say, have a great week, everybody. Thanks for coming. (laughs) I want to give you three words to think about. James' point is to make us understand the gravity of what we're dealing with. And there are these three words. Remember, surrender, and confess. Remember, you are powerful because your words are powerful. Your mouth entered into this world with the pilot light lit, and your potential for evil and good is unlimited. Remember that your words have power. The next thing that you and I need to do is surrender. You need to surrender this formidable weapon to your heavenly father. Invite him to stand guard. This is a daily thing. In fact, this guy by the name of Paul, who we've talked about multiple times, who wrote more than two-thirds of the second half of the Bible, the, the New Testament, said we ought to present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. So maybe if, if you want to think about this idea of surrender... Maybe you just start praying a prayer like this. Heavenly Father, remind me to be quick to listen and slow to speak. God, as I go into the office today, remind me to be quick to listen and slow to speak. God, I know the tensions are running high in my marriage and in my relationship. Remind me to be quick to listen and slow to speak. God, I'm about to sit down with that person and we've been at odds with each other and and I don't know what to do. So Spirit of God, come upon me and remind me to be quick to listen and slow to speak, and then last but not least, confess. Confess. Don't explain or excuse. Own the fires that we've started with our words. Own 
the scorching sarcasm that we use at times and cut it out. Remember, surrender, confess. Dads, our words are heavy and often they're the hottest, but they're powerful either way. Moms, your words are powerful, but on this Mother's Day weekend, kids, and that's all of us, <laughs> our words are the most powerful that our parents will hear. She's not just your mom. Your words matter. I want to challenge you in the next 48 hours to pick up the phone if you're still able to do that and call your mom and tell her that you love her. And if you're a mom and you haven't talked to your child in a while, or maybe you've never even done this, will you say those three words? I love you. And, and ladies, I have to tell you, we, we guys try to look tough on the outside. But you know better than we do that our egos are fragile. Would you encourage us? And men, honor women with your words. I'm raising two boys, and there are two fundamental rules in my house. Want to know what they are? Tell the truth and honor your mother. Tell the truth and honor your mother. And for, for those of you who've come from homes where maybe you felt that you were scorched your whole life, don't repeat that cycle. Break it. Break it. And I can tell you firsthand, you, through the power and the enabling of the Holy Spirit of God, can break the cycle in your life and in your family and in your relationships. Your mouth can't be tamed, but by God's grace and his thoughtfulness, it can be controlled. So, one more time. Everyone should be quick to listen and slow to speak. Quick to listen and slow to speak. Let's pray together. God, thank you that from generation to generation, from person to person, you are in the business of making things new and whole. I pray that we would lean into this journey of letting our words, the power of our words, the weight of our words, the influence of our words be the words of life. Guard our tongues, God. And today as we, as we leave wherever we are, whether it's here in person or watching online or 
whatever it might be, there's somebody that you're putting on our hearts that needs to hear those three powerful words. I love you. Let today be the day that our words speak life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Thornapple Valley Church Podcast. If you found this message encouraging, we invite you to share it. For more information, visit tvcweb.com.